Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. So how are you? I am good. How are you? I am good. I am good. Coffee's good. Yes, coffee definitely had a big coffee today. I always have a big coffee. I love putting coffee things on Facebook. Everybody makes fun of me and my coffee, but I love coffee. And we talk about what's some things you like to do to let people know kind of who you are. What's some I like coffee. coffee. I like, coffee. like to go to different coffee shops. Yeah. Check them out. There's a lot of good ones around Mobile. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's always Starbucks, but there are a lot of other great ones that we have found. Um, pop shop. Yeah. So I definitely like coffee. Um, I do like to cook and bake. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, you can look at me and tell <laughs> for me to love. Um, I like to watch movies with you mm-hmm. and TV shows. We're definitely true crime buffs. We like yes. to watch a lot of true crime movies and shows. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you will watch the occasional, uh, Hallmark love story. Very, very occasional. Huh. Every now and then. You're a manly man, but you will. Um, and we do like, what's that show? What's Lifetime? Oh, <laughs> we like yeah. to watch Lifetime make fun the of the acting. <laughs> um, the acting is usually funny though. Yeah. Cause they're not very good. Actors. Right. Right. Um, I like, you know, we've gone on some, some cool trips lately. I like doing that. I like to swim. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love kickboxing. I like to kickbox, but as I'm getting older, my joints are not that Ooh. good. <laughs> But those are some things that I like to do. And a lot of them, I mean, we like to do together. So what about you? What are some things that you like? I am kind of a nerd. I like to. That's okay. I'm studying Spanish, learning Spanish. Yes, very well. Um, Yeah. I love theology, studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. I love uh, end times prophecies. We like to have a lot of discussions about that. I do. I think it's closer than ever. Right, right. Uh, and and I love to study. I love therapy, doing mm-hmm. therapy, especially Bible in, in, integrated therapy. Right. Uh, but I like swimming. I like traveling. Yeah, you've done a lot of cool mission trips. Been to China. Right. In the India several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we it, went to Armenia as a family. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. You've Turks and Caicos. Did you go there? Turkey. Turks and Caicos. You, Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, yeah. where am I coming from? I guess I'm, I'm sending like, you. To, <laughs> I'm sending you to different places. Yeah, I, maybe I need to go there. Maybe, too. maybe that's where you need to go. Yeah, uh, Ecuador. Yeah. Maybe go to the Dominican Republic next year. Yeah, you're thinking about that. So soon. We do. You used to not like the beach that much, but you like the beach more than you used to. Yeah, we I like do. to go to the beach together. I'm yeah. still kind of leaning now as in our. Uh, Empty nest years, more yeah. mountains. Yeah. But I still like the beach too. And I like I like the tropics. Right. Definitely. So and and it's good that we have separate likes, but we have together likes as well. I think that's important. We kind of share in the interest. Yeah. You're uh, you could travel like all the time. I'm more of a homebody, but I like to stay and pray for you. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. And we, we need that. And you know yeah. it's it balances each other out. We do, and and I think it's good. But we do like to do a lot together, and I think mm-hmm. that's important in marriage. Amen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, and since we're talking, you know, last time we talked about empty nest, mm-hmm. and we're talking this time about drifting. Ah, drift like oh. drifting on a raft down the yeah. river. <laughs> oh, that sounds relaxing. This yeah. kind of drifting is subtle. Okay, it is the most dangerous 
you know, out of marital issues, mm -hmm. drifting is the most dangerous because it's subtle. Yeah. Some people are like, well, we drifted away. And then one day we decided we just didn't love each other anymore. And so I think drifting apart, you need to very, you need to really be aware of that. If you find that you're not talking to each other as much and things you need to like, put the brakes on that and start talking again. It's so subtle. Yeah. And it happens to all of us to some degree. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have to be more cognizant of it Definitely. and not allow it. It's, it's kind of like a uh, – it drifting is – it eats away at the very fiber of marriage. Definitely. Um, and, and, and sometimes your personality, I think, can come into mm -hmm. play um, or even your job because, like, I'm not really that talkative a person unless I'm with you or with very close friends or family. Um, and I'm quiet a lot. And then in your job as a counselor, as a therapist, you're talking a lot. So sometimes we get off work and we just kind of look at each other and we're like, I just don't want to talk. Right. No. And that. that could cause drifting. So we have to really be aware of that. Fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, you know, it, it may be very common, mm -hmm. but it's not very good to have it. It's definitely not very good. You need to be aware. And there are ways to deal with this. And, and uh, it isn't normal. When God created marriage in Genesis, uh, he, the original drifting was not part of the equation. Wow. Yeah. They had that connectedness, yeah. Adam and Eve, that because of sin mm -hmm. and, and, and because of falling into sin, right. it pulled them away. They were Things meant to the be world. together. Yeah. 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 And then. Yeah, even being separate or going to the tree by herself to talk to the serpent was drifting. It was drifting. And yeah. Adam uh, yeah. kind of drifted because where right. was he? he wasn't Walking there. around. Yeah, I wasn't even there. But I do want to, uh, once there was a man, a businessman and a young man overheard him talking. And what caught his attention was he said he wrote his own obituary, this older businessman. Oh. And he's probably a midlife. And he was mm -hmm. listing off all the things that mattered in his life. Uh, and he didn't like what he read. Mm -hmm. because all of the idols were centered on his life, on him, oh, instead of God and others. Oh, that's sad. So that made him sit there and rewrite the rest of his life and refocus on God, on Jesus, and others that are important to him, his wife and his family. That's a good lesson, yeah. And he pointed his life in the direction of finishing well, finishing the race. It's interesting, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 4, 6-7, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. That's you know, awesome. Those were Paul's last words. And I'm not planning, we're not planning on going anywhere. Right. But I think we can take that. And it's still in, in context. I don't want to take mm -hmm. it out of context. He's talking about our faith, but with marriage, it's fighting the good fight. You can put that in so many areas, work, yeah. marriage, yeah. you know, relationships with your kids. Finish the race. You want to finish well. Um, I, I know that um, in our life, there's been times we've moved or we've mm -hmm. changed jobs or things like that. And that has been our focus. We want to finish well, and we should definitely want to finish well in our marriage. You don't want to get to the end, um, you know, one spouse, God forbid, leaving mm -hmm. and not have finished well. So it's very important to stay strong with your relationship with each other so you don't drift. So you do finish well. That's exactly right. Yeah. But drifting. Uh, mm -hmm. The definition, drifting, an example of marital failure, there is no other failure, marital failure, that's more dangerous than drifting. Yeah. And we define drifting, gradual, subtle, often unintentional severing of emotional ties in marriage. 
That's sad. Mm-hmm. That is sad. And, and to see that it can happen, you not even realize it until it's, I mean, it's never too late. But yeah, I would sure once you've drifted apart, it's very hard to come back to where mm-hmm. you were originally. Mm-hmm. And it's often difficult because, you know, a drifting relationship is often difficult in the sense that it's so subtle to detect. Right. Yeah. And there's external and internal reasons for it. True. And, and sometimes very good reasons that you, you know, you don't want to cause you to drift, but it, it does, you don't even realize it. Work? Yes. We are taught to work more than ever, more hours, more hours, more hours. Well, and, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of people started working from home, um, us included. And sometimes it's it's hard to sever that. You know, it's hard to keep that work-life balance Mm -hmm. um, because it's so easy. Oh, we're watching a movie. I'm just going to hop on here and check my email real quick for my work. Mm -hmm. And that can cause drifting. I know we've talked about that. And that's just not even just because of the pandemic, although I agree. Right. It's hyped up, increased a tenfold. Yeah. A hundredfold. Definitely. Uh, But I also think technology. Yeah. It's right there. There's an email. I can answer this one email. Right. You know? Yeah. I can do this. Yeah, and, and and we let that often causes us to drift. I mean, a lot of times we're just sitting in here laying on the couch or whatever. We're both on our phones. We're not talking. And, you know, it, it yeah, we have to be careful with uh, technology and we have to be careful with blurring the lines and, and not having a good work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. So, you know, the leave and cleave mm-hmm. and that, 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 you know, that unity that, that God created in marriage between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. that oneness, that connectedness. Right. Uh, there's really only two stages, leave and cleave. Right. Uh, but because of the, you know, the things of the world. Right. The, the enemy. Yeah. Spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. It pulls that apart and we're fighting against it constantly. Definitely. And, and sometimes we don't even realize that we're, be more self-aware than aware of each other and that it turns to the point where we're almost being selfish and we don't even mean to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got to be careful with that. Oh, well, this is my time. So I'm just going to chill out. And, you know, I mean, you need to have together time as well. So you have to be careful with that. If you're spending too much time by yourself, that's a drifting. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and, you know, some of the stuff, as we mentioned earlier, external demands, mm-hmm. unintentional. Right. I'm just trying to make money for the, for the family. Yeah. Your We're kids are in school. You're, yeah. yeah. You're trying to help them with school. And well, I'm just trying to work for the kingdom. Well, yeah, that too. Definitely. There's pastors all the time. Yes. Often, yes. Frequently that are so invested. Right. That, you know, uh, they pulls, pulls them away. Yeah. And we hear about it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you're you're that pastor. And you really want to to minister to your flock, and you're so focused on that that unintentionally. There's people in business, right? Uh, lawyers, and you know, you hear it all the time. Doctors, right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's also there's some natural bents to unintentional. Mm-hmm. You know, things like I've always been driven for success. I've right. always wanted to succeed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think that it goes back to childhood. Yeah. The way we were ra- reared and raised and, and the struggles we have. Maybe we hear that parent saying, you you know, you can always do better. You're never good enough. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a teacher or or you're hearing the people from the past. Right. You're trying to kind of 
you know, beat that out. And you're you're just going, going, going. Yeah. You're trying to make up for that in your life and you are drifting. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There are some cycles of marriage Mm -hmm. that are unintentional. I want to go through some of those. Okay. Um, I think the the first newly wedded couples, Mm -hmm. uh, that first stage is, is very important. Right. We need to create boundaries in the newlywed couples mm-hmm. because they really don't know many boundaries. Right. Um, with in in the and then the next stage is the hurried stage. This is the couple with young children. <laughs> I remember that stage. Wake up world. <laughs> Trying to get out the door with the five bags, <laughs> the two kids, and, and three turtles. Or yeah. Five. Remember that? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> Okay, we gotta stop and tell that story. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. You were ministering, um, and we had two cars at the time. And uh, once a month, we would have what we call family day, where everybody would bring potluck, and we would have fun. And um, our kid, we lived in the neighborhood, and our kids had two friends that were over. They were in each other's house all the time. Mm-hmm. And you uh, wanted to get to church on time. Like always. Yeah, like always, because sometimes we impeded you getting to church on time, uh, the kids and everything. So you left without me, not remembering <laughs> that it was family day, and that I had four kids, two crockpots, and eventually I found out there was a turtle to get to church. The turtle was like a stowaway that I didn't find out about till later. So we got to church with, uh, you got there all by yourself in your little Oh, that and, really bad too. That and uh, enjoyed your music and time with Jesus on the way to church. And I'm like screaming, "Get in the car! We're gonna be late! I gotta get! How are we gonna fit all this in?" So it became the four kids, two crockpots, and turtle story. And it still comes <laughs> up on the, the yeah. Facebook memories. Yes, it does. And and several of our friends remember the four kids, two crockpots, and turtle. turtle? It was a turtle. turtle. No, it was yeah. one turtle. Yeah, but two crockpots. I wonder what ever happened to turtle. I don't know. And I had a small soup. car. Oh, I know. Um, I, I don't know. He I was a nice turtle. He was a nice turtle. Yes, he was. But So we definitely remember the hurried years. <laughs> and I think some suggestions for that that, that, gen, that uh, stage mm-hmm. is uh, don't lose yourself. Yeah. Right. Don't lose yourself. Yeah. Because you can in the busyness of life. You're so overwhelmed with the busyness that you lose yourself and you lose your spouse. And and and, and God. Right. Oh, well, definitely. You don't lose God. Well, you don't lose God, but you lose your relationship, your, relationship. your close relationship yep. with him. Yeah. Yep. Very important. Then there's the releasers. Oh, what do you the think releasers. the releasers are? Oh, that, that would be heading towards empty nesters. Teenagers. Yeah, teenagers getting ready to push them on out the door. <laughs> and that's tiring. It is tiring. Very tiring. Yeah. That's the most exhausting. Well, it is exhausting because you've got, you know, the school things. You've got preparing. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go to college? You've got those mm-hmm. visits. You've got just so much to prepare for. And you're trying to pour into your kids the last few years wisdom and, and Jesus mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. all the things. And so, yeah, releasers can be very hard. Then there's the launchers. What's the launchers? You We're sending them out. <laughs> College, marriage. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, and this one is like we talked about the empty nesters. 20% divorces happen here. Right. Which is sad. Because you launch they, them out and then you're launched apart. They haven't dealt with the other stages. Right. right. Yeah. That's the reason for that. Definitely. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the last one, not least, is the recliner stage. I like the that. Retirement. <laughs> Old timers. Right. But we talk about we're never going to retire. We're going to keep on working. Well, this is where, you know, they're good. There's more time with each other. Right. That's good. Yes. And the bad is there's more time with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it can be bad, yeah. but yeah. no, I think it's better for us. Really? I, oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's some also some intentional reasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think some people don't like conflict and they True. will drift because they don't like conflict. Right. Definitely. Um, the isolation or yeah. man cave. Right. Oh, yeah. Woman cave. Woman cave. <laughs> I think that I do think there's a time for yourself. Right. Uh, but I think that can be dangerous if it's done preventing mm -hmm. or not wanting to participate. Kindly. Well, if you're doing that alone time because you don't want to be together with your spouse, that's a problem. But if you're doing it because you just generally need alone time, which is fine, mm -hmm. it's okay. But you just need to make sure you don't drift, that you talk these things through. Some red flags to drifting. <clears throat> Dissatisfaction, loneliness, emotional distance, mm -hmm. anger, mm -hmm. resentment, dissatisfaction. Um, bickering, outburst, even. Mm -hmm. uh, these are signs that, you know, with your spouse, that things are sometimes can be just you're tired. So don't always read into things. But. Right. Yeah. We, we realize sometimes why are we even bickering? It's because we're exhausted. So we need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think some ways of, of, uh, improving this mm -hmm. is really, really finding a church that is marriage friendly. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, we really need more openness about marriage topics. I agree. I don't know why many churches don't feel that's important, but it is important to have, you know, talk about these stages of marriage and mentor each other in those stages. Some churches don't even know what marriage is anymore. <sighs> Which is sad. And that's because yeah. they're not probably a church because they're not going by the Bible. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it should be a good focus for churches, definitely. I think some other things is to recognize what a healthy marriage is mm -hmm. uh, and uh, help compare yours to the where that relation where that it needs to be so that you can get there. Right. Definitely. Uh, encouragement. Mm -hmm. The encouragement. Encouragement. What do you think are some things that uh, could be beneficial? Well, I mean, definitely when you see that your spouse is low, ministering to them, send them a little text, you know, a little mm -hmm. cute little emojis or memes or things like that. Um, encouraging them, letting them know that they're not in whatever they're going through by themselves. You know, I mean, we text each other a lot throughout the day um, and just remind each other that we're there. It may just be a heart, you know, it may just be a stupid meme. Just Making sure that you're aware of how your spouse is feeling. Don't become so focused on yourself that you forget that your spouse is dealing with things as well. So keeping that open communication, um, spending, you know, dating, finding time together. You do not have to leave the house today either. I mean, you can watch a movie together, call it a date, you know, eat a bowl of popcorn together. Just being intentional with each other um, and, and making sure that you're being intentional so you don't drift. And the thing about movies, though, although you can, I agree with you, is that sometimes that it's not that can it's even not interactive. Put, it can put a wall up. True. There's a place for it. Yeah. But I think you have to be careful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, 
some ways to uh, I think some other things is is in in investing is knowing the myths mm-hmm. the myths uh, in relationship uh, myth one true love is spontaneous what do you think about that true or false true love is spontaneous I think you can be a spontaneous in love but I don't think true love is spontaneous oh, I think good. true love is you are. thank you Wise. Yoda. <laughs> You want wise you are. Uh, fair. True, truly healthy relationships always take commitment and yeah, time and absolutely. work. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't just happen. No. No. Uh, another people can never get what they lost back again. True or false? I think that's false. I think it's false too. Yeah. You are on it. Oh, too right. All right. I, I think that it can not only, it may not come back to be the same, but it can be better. Oh, most definitely. It can become better. Better. Yeah. 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 Some things that are dangerous with drifting, precarious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it can produce infidelity. Yeah. Marital separation, hopeless dissatisfaction. Counseling early. Right. Yeah. And, and jumping back to what you just said about, you know, another relationship. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself talking the opposite sex, somebody else. Run. You need to realize what you're doing and yes. run back to yes. your spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop that. That's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, people say that's so innocent. Uh huh. But see, that's how, that's the fruit. Right. The temptation. Yeah. And then it becomes more and more and addictive in itself. True. Definitely. So stay, I think the most important thing that we can gain from this topic is stay intentional. Be intentional. Uh, you're not going to stop drifting totally, but you can be intentional of, of, uh, improving it so right. it doesn't become get out of control. Yeah. It's kind of like a cancer. It kind of sits there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're able to cut it out. Right. May, where yeah. It's not throughout your relationship to where it kills, kills the relationship. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think the next thing when you look at this is remembering that most of my couples, a lot of my couples, not most, mm-hmm. but a great deal come in when it's too late. Right. Fix so, us. Yeah. Well, we come here like uh, two years ago. Right. I didn't say, I don't say that. Well, no, but you think it. <laughs> because a lot of times people are embarrassed. They think, oh, uh, you know, some pride or whatever. But if, you know, a lot of these re- marriages could be saved. Right. Yeah. And like you said, that last myth, you can put it back together. You can. Right. And although you still can, it's not, it's still salv- salvable. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's almost too late. Absolutely. So don't yeah. wait. So don't wait. Definitely. If you find that you have an even inkling that you might be drifting, reach out for Christian therapy. Um, reach out to us. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to help you. Uh, Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows, O-R-dot-O-R-G. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to hear your prayer requests. We'd love to pray for you. Um, please reach out to us. We'd love to help. And, you know, Life isn't easy. God is good. Life is hard. God is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But God, we are living proof that God can take your mess and turn it into a message for his glory, for your good. That's right. All right. Everybody have a wonderful day. Go do something with your spouse if you're married and have fun and enjoy. Have a great day, everyone. Have a good one. Bye.